What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Chord Chronicles. It's been a crappy week. <laughs> it's been like that a lot lately, I guess. I thought I had to get Noah out with the Ark yesterday, guys, and the day before. It's been raining here nonstop. It's finally today's stop. I mean, flooding like crazy. So, what, two weeks ago we had the great frost... The, green, the the north came and, and uh, overtook us. And now, like, yesterday, well, but this week now, we're getting uh, all the water. So. Yeah, and you've had it worse than I have with both of those things. So, but you know what? None of that matters because we're not here to talk about how crappy the weather's been. We're not here to talk about how crappy the weather's probably still going to be. <laughs> it is Kentucky, guys, but weather's it's only good for a little bit. But we're here to talk about some albums. Maybe they're good. Maybe they're bad. We'll see. <laughs> but how have you been? Oh, you know, another crazy week, but not as crazy as last week. So, it's an improvement. Yeah, and I hope everyone listening out there is you know doing all right and i hope you've been able to first of all just escape all the craziness that's been going on but if you were caught by any of the great frost <laughs> that covered most of the u.s then i hope you didn't suffer a lot of broken pipes and if you did i hope you've been able to recover from all that but uh like i said we're here to talk about music and the first album we're going to talk about oh i have mixed feelings about it the album came out February 28th, 1971, and you're going to notice I have mixed feelings about a couple albums this week for different reasons. <laughs> this one is a band that I've already reviewed. I don't know if you've had the pleasure of having them, but the band is Soft Machine. This album is fourth. Now, I had third. I think it was just for me for Jeff's Just Jamming, or it was on Off the Record. Yeah, this was my first experience with Soft Machine. And I probably won't be able to edit that big bump out, guys, that I just bumped the whole table and everything, so sorry. Unprofessional. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it, it's okay. Originally, Soft Machine was more prog rock because I I don't think I listened to two, but I listened to a little bit of the stuff that came before third when I was reviewing, um, you know, when I reviewed third or yeah i think it is third their albums are so boring it's you know it's third fourth obviously this is their fourth album so they're not very creative in their naming of albums they're not very creative in the album cover honestly they're not that creative for it to be free jazz for this album the last album was entirely instrumental this one is as well. Before, Like I was saying before, I, I don't think it was two or second or whatever you want to term it, whatever album. But I did listen to some of their earlier stuff and it sounds nothing like this. Not really. I mean, it does, it does have some jazz elements in it, but it's more prog rock and I like it better because there are some vocals to help break it up. It reminds me of another band that we've listened to recently and I, I it's not coming to my in mind right now but they were compared to soft machine 
and I said it was unfavorable. But and I I don't remember that was recent, very recent on our albums. I remember the discussion, but I can't remember who we were talking about. <laughs> if anyone remembers, if anyone's listening, you know, send me a message at Chord Chronicles for a shout out to uh, an early Alzheimer's probably. So <laughs> <laughs> we listened to a lot of music, but well, like I said, they had a lot. It, it was a different style. It was comp- I don't want to say completely different, but almost that would be almost accurate. Their songs were long. Like they are now, <laughs> you know. So they they kept that, but I mean, it was prog rock. It had it still had vocals. It had more. I don't want to say oomph, but it had something to it. This album, okay. The first song, Teeth. It's okay. It's not bad, and I'm not the biggest fan of free jazz. It's it's all right to me. That's usually about as good as it gets for me. It's okay bordering on annoying now this song teeth i think it you know i like long songs it went on about three minutes too long maybe a little longer than that but i'm going to be generous and say it went on about three minutes too long it's nine minutes 15 seconds it doesn't have a lot of variance in it the playing in it's not bad and i'm going to point out the personnel real fast i I don't think I, i i may not have even pointed out on you know when I talked about third, I can't remember. There's a little bit of shakeup in this, in between third and fourth. I do know that. I believe. Um, let me see here. I don't have it right now. One uh, one of their members left the band, but he might have been one of the vocalists or whatever. So, and maybe that's why. But the personnel on this album, Elton Dean. Not Elton John. <laughs> now he plays alto sax and saxello. I don't know what that is. Are you? Are you? Do you know? Um, no. <laughs> Did you say saxello? Yeah, this album. This this uh, is going to be the most unprofessional episode we've had yet. I'm just going to go ahead and say that. I didn't turn my heater off. It just kicked on. It's going to be all kinds of noise, guys. It's fun. Yes, yeah, saxello. I've never heard of that before. So, yeah, he plays alto sax and saxello, Mike Ratledge, acoustic piano, and this one's, I've never heard of this either, it's a Honer Planet electric piano, so it's a specific version of electric piano, and then he plays a Lowry organ, which is funny because I didn't know there was a a Lowry, which we have a cousin who has that same last name, married, organ. And she's in music, so that's pretty funny. You also have Hugh Hopper, bass guitar, and fuzz bass, which I love that. And then finally, Robert White on drums. And you have some additional personnel on here, but it's so, you know, it's they, they, like there's one guy plays double bass on songs one, three, four, and six. So I'm not going to get that involved. So they do have a little bit of backing oomph or whatever to add a little bit of flavor to it. But, like, I don't have a lot that I can really say about this. Like I said, I think Teeth went on too long. I just wasn't a fan of Side 2 much at all. Side 2 is just like that other band that I talked about recently that had a whole side devoted to a rock rock opera, a a score, so to speak, probably. Like a score. 
And this one is in four parts. It's called Virtually. That's the whole side, too. That's what it's, it's devoted to. But honestly, it doesn't really matter because it all sounds pretty much the same anyway. This this album just doesn't have enough variance in it for me. But that that's really all I'm going to say about it. I'm going to turn it over to you. Maybe you can add a little bit of craft glitter to it. And while you're talking, maybe I'll I'll remember the band that I'm, you know, I'm trying to compare them to. Well, I'll let you look for that, but you won't have long because I don't really have much to add about the album. It wasn't bad. I just don't have a whole lot to say about it either. You know, soft instrumental jazz, which is what this is. It has a tendency to fade into the background if the performer isn't really careful about it. I think recorded music particularly suffers from that. Live performance is a little better about it, but albums like this, they just, they suffer. They fade into the background. It's elevator music. Maybe dinner music. That's that's an insult to elevator music and dinner music, I'm sorry. This is bedtime music. Sorry. It is elevator music or dinner music. It's background. And that's fine. There is a place for that. But it is background. And I would say that's the category that this album is in. Along with other soft instrumental jazz. The only thing that really stood out to all to me for particular mention is actually a bad note, but the beginning of Virtually Part 3, it sounded well, almost like it was skipping. You know, it wasn't. That's just how the music was played. But it just kind of had that effect to me. It sounded like a CD that was skipping, or a scratched record. But that's really all I have to add. Sorry. You know, if you don't have the name of the band, then you're out of time. <laughs> Actually, the band... <laughs> was a band that I should have remembered. It was Egg, the Polite Force, I believe, was the the whole si- second side of that album was, I believe, and I may be wrong about that. We listen to too much music, guys. I was just looking at our list and just trying to come up with what it could be, and I think that's who it was. But if not, maybe I'll correct myself later. But yeah, really, there, there's nothing I can say about this. I've wavered back and forth on, uh, like, for me, enjoy, enjoy, like, enjoyment. <laughs> I, I'm stuttering about it. Enjoyment factor of listening to this, this was about a two. It was not enjoyable at all. But a lot of that is because that's not, this is not my type of music. And my ignorance in this genre is very evident. So I'm going to go ahead and say it's three stars. It's not outstanding, though, so this, I just don't consider it outstanding. And I think three was actually better than four, you know, third or fourth or whatever you want to call it. The third album had stronger material than this one did. A lot of times this one just seemed to fade into itself. Nothing stood out, but that's really all I have to say about it. It's, it's three stars. Well... I was a little more generous than you, because I did think that it sounded good. You know, I 
like I said, I feel like it suffers from being you know, soft instrumental jazz. I realize that is just the style of music, but by design, almost, it fades into the background. So that kind of adds to what I'm calling the boringness of it. But I think they played it well. I think it sounded good. It just isn't something that I'm going to just sit down and listen to and focus on. It would be in the back of my mind if I listened again. It wouldn't be in the forefront. And it probably won't be my pick of background music, but I didn't mind it at all. It's fine. I just probably won't remember it. But I did give it the extra half star for sounding as good as I thought it did. So for me, it was three and a half. So we were close on it, though, because... I, I just I'm not knowledgeable enough about free jazz to appreciate it the way it, it needs to be appreciated probably, but you know like I said I th- I think three was better than than this one, and I don't think I rated three even three stars maybe so I may have even only given it two and a half so this one's not worse than that one if you want to term it that way so. Yeah, I, I you know, like I say, we're we're close on it, so but the next album we're gonna talk about came out fifty years ago as of recording right now. Peek behind the curtain. It's already Monday night, guys. You may not hear this tunes day. We'll see. <laughs> but this is a band that I was already familiar with. I'm sure you are as well. And I think we've already had an album from them, maybe not last year. I don't remember. Too many, too much music, guys. It all fades into each other. But I believe they did have an album in '70. I will verify that all soon. But the album we're going to talk about came out 50 years ago, today. And I don't like the album title. It's Search. Yeah, it's Search and title. Nearness. I don't know. It's just cumbersome. It's not a good title, and we did not have an album from them. I've heard the album that came out before this. It was 1969. It was It's called C-S-E-E, but I, I remember that album. But I, I actually, I like the, the Rascals. Like, I like a lot of their other stuff besides, I have not heard anything on this album. I will say that. Uh, this is their seventh album, and it's their last album. With Eddie Brigatti and Gene Cornish. And it's the last one on Atlantic Records. Which, I mean, oh, that's only for the true nerds like me. But, <laughs> what's up guys? <laughs> and gals? But, um, there's a lot of upheaval in the middle of this recording of this. A lot of this was recorded in 69 and 70. And it does sound like that. It sounds a little bit older. I believe, I believe when I was listening to it, but this band is a little older band and they don't change their style a whole lot. I'm going to go through the personnel for this album. Um, you have Felix Cavallari of vocals and keyboards, Eddie Brigatti on some vocals, Gene Cornish on guitar and Dino Danelli on drums. <laughs> so <clears throat> clearing the voice for the working man here, but, <laughs> um, I don't have a lot that I really want to go into. It's, um, if you're a fan, like I said, of the Rascals, they don't change their style up a whole lot. I don't know 
that there's even a, a single that came from this album. I, you know, I may be mistaken in as far as that goes, but I don't believe they even had a, a you know a single come out from this album. This is one of their lowest charting, if not the lowest charting album that they have had. But that doesn't mean it's bad. <laughs> I'm like all doom and gloom over here. I uh, I actually kind of do like the album cover. I know we don't mention it a lot because it just it just flies, you know. It just it's it's just part of it. The for me, it's part of the art. And this one actually is art. It's a painting, so I thought that was pretty cool. But there's really, as far as the music goes, it it, it sounds like the Rascals. If you're familiar with their work, you're probably and you like them, you're probably gonna like this. But I don't think it's. I don't think it's like it's certainly not the strongest. But I I mean, I think actually I think there were you know, I said there weren't singles, but I think there actually were as I'm looking through the songs here. And Glory Glory, which is the very last song on the album, I think that was a single and right on. And I think Glory Glory is like people describe that as maybe one of the best songs that Felix ever wrote them himself and performed the vocals. So the vocals were really good on it. I will give him that. But there's not a lot I can add. It, Like I said, if you like the Rascals, <laughs> they, they didn't change their style a whole lot. This is, it almost sounds like 60s rock. Like that pop leans more toward pop rock in a way. It's not... It doesn't have a lot of edge to it, <laughs> like like some of the stuff that we've that's been sprinkled in lately for us. This one here is um, it's not all bubblegum like like the Partridge Family or something like that. So, but it is it's just it's just standard rock, like more. It, it sounds a little older than seventies to me, but there's really n- nothing. I like it. You know, I know, I know I've doom and gloomed and trashed it or whatever, but for me personally, I liked it. But what did you think about it? Well, like you said, I do know and I like some rascal stuff from the 60s. But, of course, this is after that time period, and I think of that as being their heyday. So I was a little bit worried going into it, a little worried that I would be disappointed. I don't think there's anything here that matches the level of the older stuff. Like you said, I didn't know any of this. And I can see why. Radios that are playing classic oldie songs are going to go for the 60s stuff. Because it is better. And it has more staying power. But that doesn't mean that this was bad. It wasn't. It was pretty good. It was catchy and enjoyable. I particularly liked the soulful organ in Thank You Baby, although that song title always makes me think of James Taylor. I just want to stop in Thank You Baby. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and just another note about song titles. Another track on the album is Ready for Love. (laughs) Always makes me think of Bad Company. It's not the same song. Bad Company's is better. I also liked the drums. In you don't know, and the only other song that 
I wanted to mention specifically is The Letter. It's a cover. I do know that song and I enjoy that song, but my preference is still for the version by The Box Tops. This one was okay, but not really anything all that special. And that's really all I have to say about this album. Yeah, it's definitely one of their weaker albums, I will say that, but I still enjoyed it quite a bit. I've listened to it a couple times, to like all the way through, and for me, it's more three and a half star. Like, I wanted to give it four, but it just doesn't quite get there for me. It's almost, and if I could give quarter stars, it would be three and three quarter probably, but it just doesn't make it there for me. It's three and a half. What'd you give it? I feel exactly the same way. You know, normally, you know, I have mental criteria for these ratings, and normally my criteria for a four-star album is at least one or two songs have to stick out enough for me to remember them in a couple of months and add them to my 70s playlist you know, for me to at least think that I'm going to remember them. You know, so... Like, for Joni Mitchell, it was Big Yellow Taxi and Morning Morgantown, so she got four stars. I can't really say that I'm going to think back a month from now and come up with any of the songs from this album that I just really want to hear again and again. They're already starting to fade. But three and a half does feel a little low. It feels like they deserve a little more than that. So, since you gave it three and a half, I'll give it four, and then our combined score will be what we both actually think so it is. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll get it to three and three quarters, because it's not, guys, it's not, it's just not four-star album. It's good. You know, I, I know I sound all doom and gloom about it. it it's definitely more enjoyable for me than the f first album we talked about, The Soft Machine. <laughs> I will say that. And maybe... Maybe that gave it a boost for me as well. Listening to it after I listened to Soft Machine, it woke me up a little bit. So, now, you know I talked about having mixed feelings before. About talking about albums this week. Well, the next album, I don't think I can really talk about a whole lot. I'm just going to talk about when it came out. I'm going to say it's a soundtrack. I'm going to say why I don't approve of it. And then I'm going to let you say whatever you want to about the music, because nothing stood out for me, first off. But I don't approve of it at all. So, and that, I just, I wish this one could be on off the record, because I would absolutely blister it. Because this one is not a, okay. Anyway, I've said too much. This came out March 5th of 71, and normally I'd be excited, and I was first. Elton John. Oh my gosh, love Elton John, obviously. One of the greatest musicians of all time, I believe. But this is a soundtrack. This is a soundtrack for a movie that I don't want anyone to go out and look for. The title's Friends. It's not the show. <laughs> um, Young Love. We'll leave it at that. Too Young Love. <laughs> with sex scenes. So, I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to you. You can talk about... It, for me, it was an Elton John album. But it wasn't a strong Elton John album. It's just Elton John singing some pretty good songs. You know, being Elton. 
but it's there's nothing here that's gonna it approaches anything I don't believe that we've had from him so far from the previous albums and from the next album that he's gonna release. I may have peaked a yes. spoilers. So, but I, like I said, it, that's why I have mixed feelings about it because I love Elton John, but for him to put his name even on some a project that has anyway some things that are very very not good <laughs> that would get you on a list they will get you on a list guys so but um i'm gonna turn it over to you you can talk about the individual songs and then when you're done i'll tell you how good it is no <laughs> <laughs> well it won't take long because i don't have much to say at all you know I don't have much to say about any of the albums this week, but this is actually one of the shorter ones. And I will say that I I tried to completely ignore the fact that it was a soundtrack. You, know, you can't completely ignore that just from the music itself, but I just ignored all of the plot points of the movie and based it on entirely the music itself. Although I did read that the movie has gotten you know, just dismal reviews anyway, so I wouldn't even want to watch it, you know, even if it weren't for the um, questionable aspect of it. <laughs> you know, it just hasn't gotten good reviews. Anyway, like you said, it sounds like Elton John. It just, you know, it sounds like Elton John music, which is a good thing, because we love Elton John. It is a soundtrack, so a fair amount of it does sound like filler, because it is filler. It's designed to be background music, and that's what it sounds like, and that's why we don't enjoy reviewing soundtracks, because a lot of the music is not designed to be the focus. It is just, you know, to add a little something to what you're seeing, and we're not seeing it. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. Don't put me on a list. (laughs) (laughs) But the parts that don't sound as background-y, the parts that Elton John sings or that just have a more traditional album track sound to them, those are good. The only one in particular that stood out and it is on here twice. That's the other thing about soundtracks is they'll have multiple versions of a song. You know, and this is no different. Most of the tracks have the original and then they have a variation on that track. And this one, it was... The one that stood out to me was the first track on it. It's called Michelle's Song. And that one I really did enjoy. It kind of sounded like a cross between Leave On and Candle in the Wind to me, and those are both great Elton John songs. I love both of those, so I did really enjoy that song, and I think that one will stick with me. But that's the only one, really, that stood out, and the only one that I really have anything to say about. So I will let you give your score, and then I'll go ahead and give mine afterwards. One thing I wonder, did he know... He being Elton and Bernie, maybe both because they're writing partners. When they wrote these songs, did they know 
that the characters in the film were going to be so young. They they almost had to have known. That's what I say to you, Elton John. Three and a half stars, and you're lucky you got it. Well, I gave it four. It's still not as high as Elton John usually scores for me, because a lot of it is filler. But it's still pretty high, because the music was good. Ah, now, the last album that we both have for this week is a bittersweet type of album. Because this is an artist that is one of my, I don't want to, yeah, he is. He's probably one of my favorite, definitely one of my favorite guitarists, but of all time. And that's Jimi Hendrix. This album came out March 5th, 71 also. Definitely better than the soundtrack to Friends. (laughs) That's the cry of love. And actually this album came out posthumously <clears throat> my voice is cracking up guys i'm sorry i'm professional this is one of those nights uh, this came out after he had passed away and so a lot of this material was new material that he was working on this was going to be his fourth studio album uh, you know, a lot of this material was you know, i'm sure he would have added other stuff too but Jimi Hendrix, I mean, what can you say? Some of the greatest rock songs of all time. I mean, not just of the 60s, but of all time. Some of my absolute favorites. But I was already familiar with quite a few of these songs. Already being a huge Hendrix fan. I don't think I've, maybe I have sat down and listened to this album before and not realized it. But a lot of this is already on a Greatest Hits album from Hendrix anyway. And so if you've listened to a Greatest hit, hit, Hits, you're going to hear Freedom. You're going to hear Easy Rider. You're going to hear Angel. At least those three are going to be on there for sure. Uh, as three of, uh, on, you know, on a Jimi Hendrix Greatest Hits. Drifting won't be, but it should be. For reasons I'll talk about in a minute. I'm, there was a couple songs that I wasn't familiar with. Astro Man. It was odd, but I liked it. It was different. And Belly Button Window. I love the title. What in the world? <laughs> Hendrix on a whole other level. He was on a lot of drugs. You know what? He made it work for him, though. He also played a guitar. He was left-handed. He wanted to play a right, right-handed type guitar backwards or upside down because he was left-handed. That's why it was hard to duplicate a lot of the the sounds and his technique because who else is going to flip a guitar like that and play with it upside down i mean your your chords are, are backwards everything is going to be backwards so so maybe with it. the maybe the drugs helped him straighten it out all together in his brain i don't know but like i said bittersweet in a way because you can hear a lot of the potential of what the fourth studio album was going to be. It was going to be another classic. I can tell you right now, it was going to be another. It might have been five stars. But I mentioned Drifting before. I thought that one was really awesome because when I started doing some research on this album, 
Jimi Hendrix recorded the guitar solos to Drifting. He played them backwards while he was recording them and then had them play it forwards in the recording, pro- you know, the, the mastering process or whatever. That's what they were going to do. So he, he'd gotten so, I don't want to say bored, but he was he wanted to experiment so much and he was entertaining himself with a guitar that he played everything backwards because he wanted to listen to it to see if he could make it sound awesome played like that. And it does. That song, Grifting, is some really good guitar work in it. I mentioned, like, Freedom. I was already real familiar with that. And Easy Rider. And just, if you like Jimi Hendrix, you're going to like this album. Is it as strong as his previous work? No, probably not. But that's because he didn't get to finish it. (laughs) So, I'm a huge Jimi Hendrix mark. This one's great to me. This was the best album of the week. But I'm not going to give my stars yet. I want to turn it over to you and see what you think about it. Because you're going to dog it out. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to trash it. I mean, it is Hendrix. He always sounds good. I didn't know most of the stuff on here. I did recognize Angel. You know, It's a good song. It's not his best, in my opinion, but I did know it, and I do enjoy that one. That's the only one on here that I knew. But I do like Jimi Hendrix. I mean, come on. Who doesn't like Jimi Hendrix? He was an absolute genius master. That's all that you can say about him. So obviously, this is going to be pretty good. But for me, it was a little bit... I don't want to say disappointing, and you're right, he didn't get to finish it, and that did hurt it a little bit. But for me, it did kind of have a tendency to fade into the background a little bit. You know, and that could partly be just where my brain was this week, and that's why we have two of us to compensate for that. But it just didn't really grab me like Jimi Hendrix normally does, and I had to work at it more than I would have liked to stay focused on it. So... I don't really have anything more to add. I thought it sounded okay, but definitely not at the same level as Jimi Hendrix normally is. And I did hope that it would be a little stronger than it was. Well, this is where, as a reviewer, I get to let my bias. Because it's my review. (laughs) My bias is going to completely come through on this one. I think every Jimi Hendrix album is a five-star album before this album, you know. And he didn't finish this one, so it can't be a five-star. This one's four and a half. And it could if, if he would have finished it, it would have been five. So for the way he did the solos and just, I already knew a lot of these songs anyway. It's just Hendrix for me. And if he would have finished it, it would have been five-star for me. So it's four and a half. Uh, And I wanted to rate it real high because I knew you didn't rate it as high. So that will at least maybe (laughs) help it get over the edge a little bit. But yeah, for me, I'm going to give it four and a half. That's fair. You're right. I didn't rate it as highly as that. Like I said, Hendrix is always pretty good. This one was just low on the scale of Hendrix for me. And I do wish that he had been able to finish it, 
Because I'm sure that would have bumped it up some. For me, it was only three and a half. Let's see, that's why I gave it four and a half, because we made it to four stars for it, at least. Because I think it is worthy of the four stars, because you said there's two songs, at least, on there. Angel, and you didn't like Freedom? You didn't like Easy Rider? It didn't stick with you? Come on now. No, they just didn't really stick out. I'm sorry, they just didn't. (laughs) Like I said, that's my complete bias of Jimi Hendrix, though would show in through because I, lo- I love most everything he's done including acid oh wait a minute no this is the pg show guys can't say that but <laughs> i didn't curse this episode so that's my one but in all seriousness like i am a huge Jimi hendrix fan i i if anyone hasn't heard this album i recommend you give it a listen through at least that first um what the first side and then pop over and listen to angel you're probably already going to recognize that one <laughs> if or you know if pull up a greatest hits because it's going to most of these songs the the what the five probably five of these songs are going to be on there maybe four so you're going to get a good representation anyway and i believe i may have owned this cd i'm sitting here looking at the cover i believe i did own a cd of this so that's how i knew about it <laughs> that's how i knew it sounded familiar but that's the last album that we've got together this week. And you have an album for Amy's All Alone coming up that I'm interested to hear what you thought about it because I didn't listen to any of it. I didn't I didn't have a chance. <laughs> it's not my number one style of music, so but it does have a special place. So I may have to give it a listen through anyway, even if it wasn't good. But I guess we're going to... Yeah. Nope, go ahead. I will I, I will add one thing that I forgot to mention when I recorded my AAA. You know, peeking behind the curtain there. I've actually already recorded that. We missed a couple of albums last year by this artist. And we're not going back because we're looking forward. But just consider you know, my AAA to take care of all of his 70s work so oh, far. okay. The, of that artist? I thought you were going to mention the other artist yes. that we have missed that we weren't going to mention. We're gonna. I'm going to go ahead and mention <laughs> it, guys. There's an artist that I was a huge fan of. I still like some of his music. I try to separate the person, the true person, from the art itself. A lot of times, I mean, there are some deal breakers but if someone's just a butthead or, you know, they're just not very nice, like Ted Nugent <laughs> or somebody like that, I'm not a fan of his politics. I don't care. I've met the man. He was a jerk. But you know what? He is good on guitar. I would never say he could not play a guitar because he is good. So I like his work. That's just an instance. You know, that's just an example of that. But you have to separate the... You have to separate the person from the the art sometimes. Even when the it's art. The, the person I'm talking about, though, is Ray Stevens. Country artist. Usually sings some fun. You know, the Mississippi Squirrel Revival. Some racist, <laughs> I would say, now looking back on it. I'm not going to mention some of those, you know songs but but stuff like the mississippi squirrel revival stuff like that great songs but the album we missed was was it everything is beautiful 
So we missed Ray yes. Stevens. Everything is beautiful. We're not going back though. So he's not a very good, not a, not a very nice yeah. person, so to speak. But the music's good. So hopefully we hopefully we haven't missed any more. But if we have, at Chord Chronicles on Instagram, let us know. <laughs> but I think we're going to take a quick break. Because when we get back, we're going to have Amy's All Alone. Hey everybody, it's Amy again, and I am actually not alone. I'm supposed to be alone, but I have Boris with me today. He's my cat. He's my little lover boy. If you've been listening to the show, you've heard him screaming for me a time or two. And he's exceptionally clingy today and wouldn't leave me alone, so I'm just going to record with him. So, if you hear some meows or purrs, just... It, it might be him. It could be me. Who knows? My album that I'm going to talk about today is by Waylon Jennings. And it's The Taker slash Tulsa. I'm not sure why they decided to um, do the title of the album quite that way. It's a little bit weird. But those are two different songs that are on the album. Um, the Taker is one of them, and Don't Let the Sun Go Down on You, parentheses Tulsa, I think is the full title of the other one. I, to start off with, I'm somewhat familiar with Waylon Jennings. Now, I am a country fan. I always have been for as long as I can remember, and my stepdad liked the outlaw country. He was a big fan of the Highwaymen, so... I know some of Waylon's stuff. I don't know a lot of the early stuff. I mean, <laughs> early stuff. You know, he had been active in the music world for quite a while already at this point in February 1971 when this came out. But he was still kind of getting his own solo career as a, a singer started at this point. Um, he'd had some stuff, but... His big hits came after this. And those are the ones that I know. And I have to say, they are better than this. You know, I've never been a huge Waylon Jennings fan anyway. He's okay. He's got some good stuff. But he was never one of my favorites. I didn't like him as well as some of his contemporaries. That's all. I'm not saying there, there's anything wrong with him or anything. I just... I liked other people more. And some of his hits that I do enjoy are duets, like Luke and Bach, Texas. And that's a duet. But this one, I didn't know any of the songs off of it. I, well, 
let me take that back. I do know some of the songs off of it, just not by Waylon Jennings. Because there are a lot of covers on this album. Um, there's actually four songs on here by Chris Christopherson. There's one by Don Gibson. You know, I would say it's mostly covers. I can't say for sure if they're all covers or not. That is not clear. And I'm not familiar with all of the titles. But several of them clearly are. Like I said, four songs by Chris Christopherson out of ten. And at least one by Don Gibson. So that's half the album right there. So it's not surprising that the best songs on the album are Chris Christopherson songs. The only one that I really liked... Man, I feel bad saying that. <laughs> the best one, I thought, was Loving Her Was Easier Than Anything I'll Ever Do Again. And that one was sort of familiar, but I'm not sure if I know Waylon Jennings' version of it. Or if I just know Chris Christopherson's version or somebody else's version, because others have done that song as well. The one song that I definitely do know, Sunday Morning Coming Down, it's a great song. And he did okay, but I still prefer... Actually, Johnny Cash. His version is truly excellent, and Chris Christopherson's version is really good as well. Waylon's is not as good as those. It's just okay. You know, part of it is his voice. It's not a bad voice, but it's not a great voice either. It's just a little bit quavery. You know, it's vibrato, but it, it makes it sound in some ways like it's not strong. On this album, not always, but on this album it kind of had that effect. Now let me throw this out there. I was listening on YouTube music, so other versions might not have that problem. Maybe it was just a bad version. But the times that I had to listen to it, that was the only thing I had access to. But the problem that this really suffered from for me, it just wasn't all that interesting. Nothing was bad. It was just... You know, okay, well, I've heard it now and I'm done. I am alone in thinking that, apparently, because this was a very popular and successful album. The album itself hit 12 on the Billboard Country Charts. The single, The Taker, was in the top 5 for singles. It was a pretty well-known and pretty well-received album. A lot of people have really praised it, but I just wasn't all that impressed. It was just kind of boring to me. Um, I know that he can do better stuff. And I've heard worse stuff, too, but this one was just kind of mediocre. So, for this one, since this is our regular show, this one will be a three-star album for me. Sorry, Waylon. You might get more later, but we'll just have to see. I do know some of the songs that are coming up, and those songs are good, so we'll see. But for now, I am going to take a break, 
and then um, my brother will be back with his Jeff's Just Jammin' and I'm really excited to hear what he has to say about his album this week because it's one that I'm interested in. And I think that will end our show for the week, so I will go ahead and say goodbye to you all right here, and I hope you have a great week. And I'm gonna go listen to my brother and snuggle my little lover boy Boris. Bye. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Jeff's Just Jammin'. Last week was awesome. And I know I say that every week. I say I had a good week before. But music-wise, last week was really good. If you haven't had a chance, be sure to check out Cactus one way or another. You definitely are not going to be disappointed. Especially if you're a fan of blues rock. Because that album just cooks. It turns it up to, like, broil and doesn't let go. I'm just going to tell you that. So, I think you're really going to like it. This week, something a little different. We're back to some prog rock. And I say rock sometimes on this album. It's, there is, it is a prog album for sure. Because of the use of keyboard. And I was already familiar with this band from their previous work. The band I'm talking about is Argent. And this album is Ring of Hands. Like I said, last year I had one of their albums, and it was okay. I think it was just their debut, Argent. And it was okay, but nothing really stellar. The only interesting thing about that album was the song Liar was actually covered and made a hit (laughs) by Three Dog Night. So, you know, they saw something in this band. Definitely. Because they actually cover a song on this album that was on this album also. So, I guess Three Dog Night, someone in that band, was a huge fan of the band Argent. Now, I'm going to go through the personnel real fast. Because I believe... I may be wrong. I believe they had a little bit of change on this album. And it may, may not have been personnel, but the sound is a little bit different. But, your Okay, organ, electric piano, lead and backing vocals. They switch, but he is lead on most of it, and that's Rod Argent. Makes sense. I mean, it's the band is Argent. So, you also have Russ Ballard, and he's like the this. That's the one-two, Rod Argent and Russ Ballard. Russ Ballard is your guitarist. He does lead on some of the tracks and backing vocals on the other, and piano on another. So they're really talented. You have Jim Rodford on bass, backing vocals and guitar. And then Robert Henrit is on drums and percussion. And like I said, I wasn't a huge fan of their debut outing. I like prog rock. I'd say some of this borders on 
pop in a way. Now, it, it's not soft, don't get me wrong, it's not like that, but the song starts out with the song Celebration. I can hear many of the other bands of this time period covering a song like, or, you know, singing this song. So it wasn't anything special, but it was good. And <laughs> the little kid you know, mentality that I still have sometimes. <laughs> There's a song, Cast Your Spell Uranus. And, I mean, I may be terribly off base here, but it sounds like they're talking about backdoor activities. <laughs> and it's, you know, talking about the planet, or it's spelled like the planet. So I may be totally off base. But it does sound like they're talking about some backdoor extracurricular activities. And I'm going to leave it at that. But... Um, now the prog does come in on things like Lothlorien I think is how you pronounce the song that's how they, they end side one and there's a lot of keyboard work in that so I can see that being more prog leaning and I know, also, you know, I, know I said um, that Three Dog Night had covered a song off this album as well well that song is Chained and I like Arjun's version actually a little better than Three Dog Nights personally. I didn't care for the song Liar from either band, but I like Chained. I actually liked Rejoice. The song Pleasure on this album, it reminds me of, in some ways, Queen. Not as good, you know, don't get me wrong, but he does have that vibe in a way. And, like I said, this is a, it's a good album. I don't think I stated it before, but it, we do have that it was released in February of 1971. Not a specific day, but it did come out that month, as far as we can tell. And it's good. I'd say this one is a little better overall than their debut. Because I think the debut has one, the debut album, has one good side of music, and I think then it falls off. This one, they're pretty good throughout. There's not a lot of filler, or what I would call. And I wavered. I wanted, I, I didn't know if I wanted to give it three and a half or four. Because some of the songs are really good. I'm a big fan. Like Chained, and like I said, Rejoice. And I mean, Celebration's pretty good. You know, things like that. I didn't mention Sweet Mary. It's, it's pretty good too. So... That's the story of this album, though, for me. It's just pretty good. It's not great. So I think I'm going to go with three and a half and be, you know, safe with it. I don't think it's worthy of the four because I have had a lot better albums than this. But I do recommend you check it out, especially if you are a fan of prog rock and like symphonic rock. I'd say it does have a little bit of blues and rhythm and blues in it because... The song Pleasure <laughs> and then a couple but yeah I, I really recommend it I do recommend it I know I only gave it three and a half but if you get a chance as we have someone driving by in their big truck <laughs> I knew it was too good to be true but if you do get a chance be sure to check out Argent's Ring of Hands because I think you'll like it and definitely check out Chained and see if you like Three Dog Nights cover better. But it looks like that's really all I want to say about this album. And next week, 
I have an album from a band that I've never heard of before. And it looks like it's going to be a bit of a challenge to find stuff about it. But I'm up to that challenge. The band is Pato, P-A-T-T-O, and the album is Hold Your Fire. So if anyone out there is familiar with this album or this band, uh, send me a message at Chord Chronicles on Instagram because I'd like to hear a little bit more about it. Go ahead and send it to me you know, before next week because I will credit you if you give me some information on the next Justice Jamming. But like I said, Argent Ring of Hands, I strongly recommend you check it out. I think you'll like it. You may not love it. Three and a half stars. And be sure to tune in next week. We got Pato Holds Your Fire. It, it looks like it's getting late too. And I've said a lot and I've rambled on. So I think I'm just going to end this week because I have the last segment this week too. So I'm just going to end it like we do every week. Everyone just try to stay safe out there. I'm, you know, hopefully everyone has come out of the, in Texas and around the United States has come out of the ice and problems that we've had with, you know, not a whole lot of lasting impact and just take a deep breath and help your neighbor if they need it you know don't worry if they've gloated in the past about things now is not the time for I told you so so just open your heart and just be kind to one another and have a good week <laughs>